1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, we're back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. FA Podcast, right into it. Uh... As we always go, we always have something exciting, something new, something special. Today, it's probably all of those things. Uh, before we get started, we just want to always uh, thank the folks that partner up with us as we go through uh, everything on the Last Pass series, our uh, FA podcast, and that's Federal Ammunition and the guys at Weatherby, and of course, Rogers Sporting Goods. So big shout out to those. Today, I am joined by Jack Homa who is at Electronic Shooters Protection, or ESP, as you guys would possibly know that, you know, that name. That's what, that's what I know. You know what I mean? So, uh, Jack, I just got my set. I went through the whole thing as far as, like, you know, getting my hearing checked in case, you know, you guys needed to, you know, alter the settings on the units for me. Which, which I've never heard of. That is something that is incredible, and we're going to have to get into that. But as far as just like your story and how you got started, um, you know, listen, all the shooting sports, especially all the waterfowlers, like there's always an issue finding the right plugs, finding the right hearing protection because you have to hear the birds. You have to hear your call. You know, you, you are always hampered by something and there's always an issue with that and I've always seen that throughout my whole you know whole waterfowling life let's say so how did you get into it how, how did I get into ESP yeah. um I did it the hard way I bought it <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a little over 26 years ago um I was in the telecommunications industry and there was a lot of consolidations going on oh yeah and after the third time of getting laid off because I was with the acquired company, I decided to do something for myself. And I shopped around, and uh, this little company that just started up uh, in 1995, ESP, uh, popped on the radar, and they were here locally in Denver. And it was an audiologist uh, here in Denver who created the whole product category of the custom-fit electronic earplug. And... Uh, he started selling a few, and then it became a little business. They spun it off from his audiology practice, but then uh, uh, family decided to do other things and put it up for sale, and I acquired it. But he wasn't into the actual shooting side of it, right, the shooting sports side of it? Well, yeah, he was. I mean, the whole family was uh, shooters and hunters, okay. and uh, they were target shooters and hunters and that type of thing. So um, it was part of their bailiwick as far as uh, knowing what was needed. Gotcha. Uh, the, at the time, the real, really the only other electronic product that was on the market was the uh, old, old Walker game ear behind the ear with the foam earplug. That's right. Uh, That's type right. device. And uh, because it was electronic and based on hearing aid technology, uh, he thought he could do a better job by doing a custom fit earplug. And that was basically the start of the whole custom in the ear industry. Right, because because so when I was I was you know, I was looking up the history, so he didn't have a very 
you know, strong portion of that, of the shooting sports industry. He was in it a little bit, but then when you took it, then you were like, there is a hole here. We could totally capitalize on this. And, and is that what you were thinking? That's where you were going with it? Well, yeah. I mean, like most people that get into business, we, you know, we could do it to make money. Um, and uh, so I thought there was options there as far as uh, all of the shooting sports. You sure. know, everybody needs hearing protection. The, uh, the the side of what ESP does or electronic earplugs is the ability to hear and still protect your hearing is kind of a unique proposition uh, because before that there was two choices: uh, stuff something into your ear to block <laughs> everything out, right, or go naked. That's right. And 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 you know people 25, 30, 40 years ago, you know didn't didn't re- respect the accumulative damage of shooting, especially um, even even factory noise. Uh, people didn't wear hearing protection. Yes, agreed. And so it wasn't, you know, wasn't all that uh, popular. Um, it, in fact, shortly after I bought the business, I got a call one day from a young man, uh, and he was dead serious about this. His question was, doesn't wearing earplugs weaken your ears? Don't you have to toughen them up to the loud sounds? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, he, actually, he actually thought that. Right. And the other, the other thing that people don't realize is just because it doesn't hurt uh, physically, physical pain right. doesn't mean you're not causing damage. That's right. That's right. Because prolonged, uh, you know, subject to that noise will damage as it goes. You know, will progressively yep. make it worse. damage. Correct. Right. Right. Well, and here's the other thing about a long time ago. You said, you know, there was no information. I know no one was paying attention, but also no one was providing information about, hey, this is how much your hearing's getting damaged. If it keeps going, you know, if you listen, if you run into any of the old duck hunters from way back when, you know, the majority of them are hard of hearing because of all the shooting. If they were that intense on their wing shooting and never had protection, you know what I mean? So that's that's definite now we have a huge amount of collective data you know to let everybody know you know how much what's getting damaged what to do and and now it's i think it's more on the forefront now but i but i still don't think it's pressed as hard as it should be no it's not um and you know it, it seems to be human nature that it's not going to happen to me you know, it, it you know it doesn't bother me, so it's not going to happen to me. Right. Um, but you know, the, the dissemination of the information. I mean, they had the information years ago. Um, in you know, in the scientific community, what's different today is our communication channels, uh, such as your podcast sure. and the internet and all that. That's right. Does get the information out more. Yes. Uh, of what's going on, and and then. The ranges, the competitive environment, you know, takes up and says, you know, hearing protection is required when you're out shooting. If you're at, you know, this range, you know, eyes and ears are required, you know, those types of things. So it's pushed that in the uh, range in competitive sports. But the hunting is still, um, you know, the argument, you know, I can't wear hearing protection because I can't hear what I'm hunting. Right. And But there's also some other things that come into play there. 
and uh, I've been just recently revisiting it, there is a phenomena in hearing called temporary threshold shift, which is where uh, you perceive that your hearing has gotten bad, uh, and it'll go away in a day or so. Uh, the, the, most people have experienced that by going to concerts, mm-hmm. um, especially loud concerts. You sure. go into the concert, everything's fine. You come out, and your head feels stuffed up, and your hearing is dull. Um, and that's where the uh, abuse to the inner ear has gone on. And Mother Nature is kind of trying to shut things down to theoretically protect itself. It really can't. Right. But it's just a mechanism in our, in our hearing. Well, with hunting and, and gunfire is you go out on your duck hunt or your goose hunt, and first volley of rounds that go off with an unprotected ear, you just got blasted by all this loud noise, and that temporary shift comes into play. Right. Now you're hearing poorly for the rest of the hunt. Right. Just naturally. And so it makes it even worse, in a worse experience hunting. When you start using electronic devices uh, to protect your hearing, you can hear still... You know, still hear everything that's going on around you, and you haven't compromised and kicked into that temporary threshold shift. So there's a lot of benefits to electronic products in general. Well, and the thing the thing that I've noticed, and and I personally cannot hunt without hearing protection. It, it's just been a thing for a long time, and um, so I have tried definitely other brands and uncomfortable and uh the inner ear ones that are obviously molded i actually had the last pair that i had was not even a brand i actually had them made at my audiologist because i just couldn't take it anymore and i had him make me a pair that was you know not even close to yours but at least it would block the sound and it would be in her ear so it wouldn't be so uncomfortable i wouldn't lose them what you know what i mean so so now i i'm i'm so excited to have these because oh my god like this is like the cadillac of the earplugs and if and if you know, listen, I used the walkers a long time ago because that was the only thing available at the time. You know what I mean? I used behind the ear like an old hearing aid, and I've done the whole... Th- so I, I've been through all those, and, you know, it's like, well, you can wear your glasses, but then your glasses are getting in the way, or your hat's pushing down on the thing behind your ear, and it hurts all day. Like, there's been so many things wrong, you know, <laughs> as far as comfort, uh, but also... The technology has come, you know, obviously a huge, you know, listen, technology, just like, you know, cell phones, everything else, like it's gone incredibly crazy and advanced. So, you know, the, you know, the, the crappy hearing, uh, protection that you had before that I totally, I don't want to say crappy. It was just the stuff at the time. It wasn't as advanced, but now it's like, you know, you can adjust the volume. It's wind reduction. Like everything about it that has gone wrong, it comes into play, and now it's fixed. So, right. I mean, yeah. you've seen it change. Yes, I mean, you, you, we go back to back to the beginning in in the mid '90s when right. uh, all the electronics started, you know, coming about, and and we were guilty of it too. I mean, the audiologists that built these made a design assumption that if you're a hunter and shooter, you probably already got hearing loss. Uh, right. And which was a, a, 
probably a fair assumption. Right. Because in, the, in those days, nobody was wearing hearing protection to begin with. Agreed. And so they, they made the, they went for enhancement, uh, uh, more bionic ear. Um, I had a, again, back to the beginning, I had a gentleman that had his Walker game ears. He says, they're great. I love them. He says, I put them on. I listen for a while. I take them off. I walk. I put them back on. I listen for a while. He was a deer hunter. Right. And I, and I, I would walk uh, because I can't wear them while I'm walking because it it's picks up every little noise that I make. Right. It sounds and, like you're right. It sounds like <laughs> it sounds like you're a bull moose running through the woods and you're going quietly through and stepping on a couple yeah. leaves. Right. Because of the volume. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I quickly recognized that and we changed our philosophy to go towards natural hearing. Yes, you can turn the volume up, right? But we did we didn't over accentuate the high frequencies. Um, I mean, I had uh, early the early days uh, complaints. You know, I'm on I'm on the sporting clays range, and the guy's playing with the change in his pocket. That's driving me crazy. Right, you could hear everything. You like could, like you could hear everything. Well, uh, so <laughs> we that's how we pivoted in in the design. And then yes, the technology has changed over the years. We oh, got yeah. better circuits. Oh yeah, better oh, microphones yeah. and speakers and things yep. like that. I mean, I remember the guys, uh, you know, at the Duck Club that I was uh, that I've been in forever, and they would just joke, and and they would they would try to test they would try to test it down on the end of the blind. They'd kind of say something, and I would say, "I can hear you," <laughs> yep. and they would always joke. They go, "Well, don't say anything. He's got his bionic ears in." <laughs> <laughs> now, going back to the other thing you mentioned, which was the comfort and fit. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of products out there these days that are, uh, you know, as I call them, universal fit. One size fits all, fits right. nobody. Right. Uh, so you're just wedging something into your ear. Yeah, and if, you, if you're going out to the range for an hour, that's probably okay. Uh, but if you're out hunting for four, five, six hours, yeah, uh, yeah, comfort is all all important, and the only way that you're going to get that is with a properly fit right. custom earplug, uh, because it's made for your ear. Well, and what I've noticed, what I've noticed on those, like you said, just you know the one size fit all, is that it it doesn't give you is what I feel, and I don't you could. You could expand on this, but what I feel is you don't get a full 100% protection because they don't fit correctly. You know what I mean? So there might be a gap or they're a little loose or whatever. Like I always seem, you know, when I've used them in the past, because I, like I said, I've used them all and I don't, I, I didn't think that was doing me justice, I guess, on the hearing protection well, part. Yeah, and, and that's an anatomy issue of the individual. Sure. Uh, because it depends on what size of ear canal you have. Mm -hmm. And if you've got a uh, plug that is X size and your ear canal is too small for that ear plug, you can't get it down in the ear canal. Right. And so, yeah, it's sitting more towards the end and, and can gap. If you've got a very large ear canal, um, which is rarer, uh, but then it it's, yeah, you can have the gaps because it's not, Right, enough. right, and it's all the way uh, in, and it's still not doing yeah, what it's doing. Right. And, 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 and then right. on the smaller ear canal, tight becomes too tight, and it becomes uncomfortable after time. Absolutely. Uh, so there's there's a lot of variables that come in with the ear. Um, 
and and the left and right ear are not necessarily <laughs> the same identical <laughs> right. uh, i mean our you know our bodies are not 100 percent bilateral that's right agreed <laughs> uh there's there's the old photoshop trick you take a a picture of yourself and uh split the split the picture vertically and put the two halves back together and put two rights together with two lefts and you got the original and you got three different people yep <laughs> there's no doubt there's no doubt now were you guys uh was was ESP the first to use kind of the inner ear? And I don't mean just plugs, but electronic, inner ear, custom molded. Were you guys kind of first in that category? As, as far as I can tell, yes. Right. Um, uh, there's not really a good uh, history about right. it um, as far as who, who was first. But from what I've seen and and from the marketplace at the time, right? Uh, yes, we were the first. Right. Uh, we we had one other company that uh, copied us very quickly thereafter. Right. Uh, so it's they they almost merged together as far as timing. Right. But from the whole marketplace, yeah, uh, ESP. As far as I know, uh, it was invented by this audiologist here in Denver. Hmm. So I mean, you know the things. The things that I'd like to kind of describe, you know, to the waterfowl guys that listen and gals that listen to this podcast and, and, you know, might say, oh, well, you know, I've never worn plugs. They don't fit right. They don't, I can't hear, I can't hear my calling. You know, I, I, I have been very vocal in that, in that section, meaning that I can hear, like when you have them set at just a normal volume and everything it nothing changes for me it i can hear exactly like we're talking if we're whispering if i'm blowing my calls uh you know it i don't know i i, I guess I, I guess i'm just trying to you know educate our section our sector that it's okay to use this you know product that's going to help you it's not going to hinder what you're trying to do you know uh, yes, um, calling will be slightly different because nothing is this, nothing electronically is going to be as identical as Mother Nature. Sure, but it's not something that you can't learn to you know retune yourself. Musicians do it all the time. That's right. Um, because musicians now are all using the in-ear monitors and things like that. Um, they've adapted. That's uh, right. And you can adapt uh, to the diff- the little difference in sound. You know, go out first day, day one, and put them in your ears and try calling. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Yeah. Uh, goose calls, on the other on the other hand, can be a little more problematic because they are they can be loud enough to actually kick in the protection circuitry. Right, and shut it off. Lower the volume. Right. Yeah, and shut them down. Right. Well, we don't actually shut down. Um, we don't shut off ever. Uh, what we do is we limit the output of the amplifier to about 90 decibels in our case. Right. So uh, it's it is going to bring it down uh, to a little lower level. So you'll so, never blank out. You're you'll still never going to hear it, right? You'll yeah, never you're still right. hear your call, right? You'll never blank out, um, right? You know, and some guys, you know, and listen, I've tested a couple things. Um, you know, sometimes I I feel like if we're and obviously this is this is before the updated technology. I used to feel comfortable wearing just a regular plug in one ear and a electronic in my other ear so I can hear perfectly and do all that. And then 
you know, the, the one closest to the gun barrel or whatever, I would, I just didn't need to hear out of that one or whatever I was doing. So I've definitely experimented with, you know, having one in, having two in. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm, I'm versed, I'm versed in it, but I'm, I've tried enough. You know what I mean? I've tried enough. I'm experimenting and I'm still, and I'm still doing more, which is good, but yep. uh, no matter what, what I'm doing or trying, I will still say that, you know, if you're a waterfowl hunter and, or any other hunter, if you, you do anything, if you're upland deer, a big game, like, like, you know, anything, you know, it doesn't take, it could be that one shot that changes your hearing. Like everybody is different and every situation is different. So you never know. So protecting it going forward is is super important because you just don't want to get down the road of and you just keep saying what when somebody's talking to you well a lifetime of hearing aids gets very expensive (laughs) and that's another thing Uh, i mean that's a whole other conversation right right but um you mentioned you know plug in one ear and not the other type of scenario um generally speaking you plug the ear that is the opposite side of what you're a shooter. So if you're a right-handed shooter, the left ear gets more abuse than the right ear. You're absolutely correct on that. So I would always because, wear electronic in my right. Your right. right ear is in line with the stock. It's yep. behind the gunshot. Uh, the left ear is more exposed. That's right. Now, the problem with the problem with waterfowlers is typically you are in a group. Definitely. And now, which ear are you going to plug? Because Definitely. you have a guy on the right side, left side, <laughs> You know that type of thing. Uh, one of the things during the during the waterfowling season, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I get phone calls all the time. <laughs> I was out hunting this weekend. That guy swung the barrel over yes. my head, oh. and my ears are still ringing. I yes. got to do something. Yes. Everybody uh, so has that. You know, that's a hazard of oh. waterfowling. <laughs> Listen, everybody has been muzzle blasted at some point, and it, it just happens, no matter. Who's being careful? What happens? That is a that is a one hundred percent thing that is going to happen. I, I don't like if that doesn't happen in your lifetime waterfowling. Like uh, you are extremely lucky, you know, because I've had it happen. I don't I don't know how many times, and I can tell you I've had some form of protection in on all those times, and I still come out of it with you know, a huge headache and, you know, my head just feels like it's going to explode. Yep. Oh, I can yeah, feel most it. of those charts that you see about how loud is gunfire and, and what models and, you know, what calibers and stuff. Right. Those are measured at the shooter's ear, not at the end of the muzzle, oh, in front of the muzzle. That's right. So, yeah, as they're swinging that barrel around, you're getting a louder sound even and and with gunfire, it's really not the loudness that causes the damage. It's really the, the shock wave getting into the inner ear, the yes. physical, mechanical shock wave yes. that uh, causes the damage. Uh, and that's why, you know, a, a common custom earplug or even a, even a well-placed foam earplug is going to basically giving you as good a protection as you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, you um, could feel that vibe. You could feel that when it happens. You know, all yep. it happens super fast, but you can feel it. Yep. Yeah. 
we're talking to Jack Homa from Electronic Shooters Protection ESP. You know them as here on the FA Podcast. And we're going through, you know, right now we're just kind of ripping into, you know, shooting in a group. Uh, I mean, I always tell everybody, hey, listen, there's going to be, you know, listen, there's going to be six guys. Uh, we're going to be in layout blinds and we're all going to be next to each other. So make sure you have you know, earplugs, like make sure you have some protection. Like I say that all the time because even in a line, no matter what, if everybody's shooting straight, you're still in the firing line, let's call it, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, just because I mean, if you're in a, a straight straight line of layout lines and somebody shoots 45 degrees yep, or less, you know, 30, 45 degrees across the line, you you've just you know down the line has just gotten an increased blast over if they shot straight ahead. And that's right. And now in in worst case is pit lines. Oh yes, because Metal. those are typically a lot smaller, and you're shoulder to shoulder with oh, three yeah. or four other guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> the worst. One hundred percent the worst. You're right. And of course, you waterfowlers all have to use those magnum shells. Well, and the the blinds are usually metal. And so basically yep. you're sitting in a giant tin can when that goes off. And if somebody, you know, like you said, it, it's all circumstantial. It's, it's okay. Uh, is somebody shooting a different shell, a hotter shell? Is somebody have a shorter barrel? So they're not fully out of the pit. Does somebody swing a little bit like that? That whole vibration, that whole, you know, man, it just runs right down the line to everybody no matter where you are. So it's, there's, there's definitely no doubt about it when you're in groups or, or whatever it, it is worse. But, you know, just like you said, like, listen, it, it doesn't matter when or where, uh, it's just the circumstances. And when it happens, you could be upland hunting by yourself, you know, and whatever, ca- you know, you, you stand up and shoot and just to get you in the right spot and man, it just rings you. So, you know, Oh, yeah, reflected sound, uh, skeet shooters, uh, especially where you have uh, the skeet houses that are cinder block. Right. Uh, you know, they're right next to that cinder block. It's reflecting sound back to them. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is is people don't, you know, well, I, you know, I only shot, you know, a round of trap that's only 25 rounds. No, it was 125 rounds because there was four other people on the line shooting 25 rounds. Right. That you're exposed to. That you heard, and uh, you heard all of it. Right. Yep, yep. So um, it, it, that's that's shooting. <laughs> uh, yeah, shooting is shooting no matter what. It just depends on how, you know, how close, how bad. But, but you know, like we said about it, it's not just one loud sound or whatever. It's progressive, you know, you, know, you, you subjecting your ears to that all the time. It's going to diminish. It's going to wear it out. Yes. Right. So let's go through, you know, the different models because, you know, listen, the first thing, the first thing that guys are going to say about these is they're expensive. Those are expensive. hundred percent. And, and, and listen, you, you've been in this business for a long time. You already know it's coming, right? So, but you know, I'm sure like you said, hearing aids for the rest of your life is expensive. Not being able to hear, you know, you cannot, you know, 
you can't put a price on it, but I guarantee you that's expensive, right? So it's like, okay, look at, you know, the base model, which is like the classic. And, you know, you look at it, you can get form fits. So the custom mold, I mean, everything about it, you know, maybe you don't get all the bells and whistles as the top one, but listen, you have to start somewhere protecting your hearing. There's no doubt. Right. Right. The difference between the models, well, for, first of all, um, the electronics in anybody's product, no, don't, let them, don't let them kid you. Right. doesn't matter what brand it is. The electronics technically have nothing to do with the inherent protection. Okay. Whether it's earplugs, ear, electronic earplugs, electronic muffs, doesn't matter. The electronics are there to let you hear through the device. And then the electronics have protection so they don't over-amplify themselves. Right. So, and that's, that's all the electronics are doing. So with ESPs, all of our models provide the same level of protection because the protection is the earplug itself. Right. So the difference between the models really comes down to quality of sound reproduction. Right. Um, the simple description I use, analogy, it's like going from AM radio to FM to CD to iPod. Right. The better the circuit, the better the sound reproduction. Right. It's better cir- circuitry, better amplifiers, finer tuning, better microphones and speakers, all that kind of stuff. So that's really what the difference is. Now, who wants to buy, you know, get what, what level of product? Um, if, you know, anybody can use the, the classic. Right. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It's very clear. The sound, sound reproduction is, is decent as far as... Uh, being able to hear what's going on around you. It's just um, a little bit more, because it doesn't have a lot of highs and lows, right. it tends to be a little bit more mechanical sounding. You kind of sure. know you're listening through an amplifier. Right. But, it's, but you're going to be protected. That's and right. And you can hear what's going on, and you're going to leave them in your ears. That's right. So going up the food chain is just an improvement in the sound quality. When you get uh, uh, go to digital, the digital itself, digital sound processing, is a lot smoother, more natural sounding. Uh, the Elite Digital is is definitely an upgrade over the analog right. uh, technology sure. from that aspect. And then when you get into the Stealth and Apex models, those, um, like, you, like you've noticed, you put them in your ears, if you leave the volume at your normal listening level, you kind of forget you're wearing them. They're just... The world sounds normal to you. That's right. They're they're fitted. They're not, you know, because listen, I've also had plugs where, you know, just like you talked about for as far as, you know, comfort, uh, I take them out and I have to like stretch my jaw out because it feels like I've been blocked all day. You know what I mean? And I've had something pressing right. on my ears all day. And and listen, I was definitely the guy who had some of the AM, you know, radio <laughs> You know, earplug. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I'm glad I've had, I'm glad I've had what I've had before I got to you because I truly can, um, I can appreciate what you guys have done because I've had just about everything else. If that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Um, and and I've I've had many people like you. Uh, you know, I've I've tried two or three different off-the-shelf models. I right. bought it, yep. you know, uh, Cabela's and what have you, mm-hmm. and, or bought them online. And, yeah, they were, you know, a couple hundred bucks, but, boy, yep. they didn't work that great. That's right. Uh, and, and to get to our stuff, and it's, uh, 
you know, wonderful. Uh, I get comments all the time. I should have done this 20 years ago. Uh, and that's the, uh, that's the one thing. That's, that's definitely the thing that I hear as well. I should have done this a long time ago. And that's the thing. Don't wait a long time to do this. Look at them. You know, the, the, and listen, I understand it's not as cool as buying a brand new, you know, $2,000 shotgun. I get it. You know what I mean? But you really yep. have to look at it at some point and, and say, you know, shotguns are replaceable. This is replaceable. But, but literally, I, you know, listen, I probably sound like an old fart or like, or <laughs> I sound like somebody's ear doctor saying that, you know, your, your hearing is not replaceable. Like, I'm just telling you as a hunter, you know, and people listening, like, that's something you need to really look at because before the hunting industry i was also in an industry where where there was an awful lot of loud noise all the time and and i bet you i probably had a little bit of hearing loss there before i even got to wearing plugs because that industry there's no protecting there there's no way so you know what i mean so People need to look at this in a, in a serious standpoint and, and evaluate and say, hey, listen, I'm going to put some money away and I'm going to buy the best ones I can. And if it takes you two years, just make sure you have like inner ear plugs that you can, you know, just even the rubber molded ones just to block the sound. And then when you have enough to go buy the great pair and look at these models, you go and do it and, and then you just take care of them. You know, mine go in my, I have a waterproof box that has all my licenses, my duck stamp, and my earplugs, my ESPs are in that box. It goes everywhere with me. So I know I have everything I need. You know, I can't replace, you know, my license or this or whatever. I know there's a lot of online, but I have everything in that box and it goes with me no matter what bag I'm taking or I go in the boat or whatever. It's always right. with me. Right. Well, I've, I've had a number of people over the years make comments such as, I'd rather forget my gun at home than my ESPs. Agreed. I, I, can, I can borrow a gun, but I can't borrow my earplugs. Agreed. I mean, uh, agreed. Believe me. I, uh, oh my God, 100%. Like, and I have always backup just molded rubber plugs just in case, you know, like I have them in there just in case. You know, whatever yep. the battery goes out. This I have, I have def different forms of protection, so I have something because I, I, I honestly cannot shoot without having them anymore, no matter what it is. Because I don't think I've, I don't think I've heard a gunshot without plugs in for a very long time, and it would probably freak me out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Because it sounds, you know, because I would be hearing the full sound and not you know, it would not be reduced. So it, it, it's a huge, it's a huge change. And, and like I, like we said before, you, I can still hear everything that's going on. I can hear birds. I can hear wings. I can hear calling like everything that goes into a hunt. I can still do and still be protected. And I'm, I'm, I, I, that's one thing I don't have to worry about. So maybe if somebody does swing or, you know, a little bit out of their zone or whatever in their shooting direction, like, and I get it a little bit, I, I'm probably still going to come out of it with a headache, but I'm not going to have the hearing, you know, loss off of that muzzle blast. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. 
And and the other thing, you know, we probably should bring it up is uh, many, many, uh, I think, I forget what the statistics are, but 64% of the waterfowlers are also, you know, big game hunters. Right. And, and you know, the big game hunter, uh, again, goes back to that, well, I can't hear what I'm hunting. Right. And is is one thing. But, you know, but I'm only taking one shot. Well, we go back to that, you know, one shot can, can cause the damage. Um, so there's, you know, you got to use the earplugs. Now, do you have to use them, you know, while you're climbing up the mountain? No. Probably not. Right. Uh, but also don't wait until you got, you know, the, the scope on the, on the animal right. to say, oh, yeah, i got to put my earplugs in. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, sometimes... Odds are you're not going to do it. You're, you're 100% right. Like, sometimes... You know, listen, sometimes you pretty much know when it's going to go down. Like, okay, you're, you're, you're hiking after an animal and you're starting to get close or you see the one you're going to get close. Like, take your plugs out, put them in, and, and go. You know what I mean? So I, I agree. You know, here's the other thing. If, if you keep having hear, hearing loss, you're not going to be able to hear the deer coming through the woods. You're not going to hear the elk bugle. You're not going to hear the whistling wings, you know, when they come over your head and you didn't yep. see them coming. Like, you're not going to hear those things down the road. So it's best to start looking at those, you know, that protection and those items sooner than later. I mean, it's just, it is and, what and, it is. And the enhancement abilities within the earplugs, you can actually hear things better. Right. Um so, you know, if you're in the deep woods chasing deer or elk or something like that, uh, you can hear them moving around. Uh, you know, they may not, you know, be making a whole lot of noise, but, oh, yeah, there is something over there. Um, I had a great story uh, last, last fall. Uh, brand new customer. He was, he's a long-range hunter. He oh, likes yeah. shooting things long-range. And he was up in Canada and going for... I don't know if it was deer or caribou or something. I forget what it was. But he calls me up after the hunt, and he goes, you saved my life. I said, what? <laughs> yeah, but the ESP saved my life. He shot a deer at long range, right. going over hill and dale to get to it. He, As he's coming up the last rise, he hears a bunch of crunching noises. He peek, He slowly peeks over the ridge, and there's a grizzly eating his animal. Yeah. He would have just walked right up on it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, and I've got bow hunters now that are wearing them for the enhancement uh, pro- That's properties. Right. That's right. I, uh, I, I will say the enhancement, uh, the only thing, and, and, and these are very uh, updated as far as technology, but I can, I can tell you honestly that I would always be able to hear geese first. I wouldn't be able to uh, pinpoint exactly what direction, but I'd always hear geese first and then narrow in on the sound and where they're coming from. So, so that right there, because listen, we we always get caught standing out of the blinds and talking, and when it's slow, and everybody's standing in the middle of the field when they should be in their layout and covered up, and then I hear a goose and I say. I said, geese coming and everybody's running and everybody's like gets in and jumps in and covers up where, 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 where. And, and now we have, you know, maybe another two minutes before we, well, not two minutes, but whatever. We have some time to figure out where they're coming from, but everybody's in and hidden. So 
the geese don't all of a sudden surprise us from you know 100 yards away and here they come and they're going oh look there at the 10 go. guys yeah, there yeah. they go <laughs> <laughs> so so i can tell you that has absolutely helped uh as well there's no no doubt about it L- let me ask you this what do you think or or no let's say what is your best selling pair um and i know there's so has, many you know different it has shifted okay uh, pri- uh, prior to coming out with the new Apex with the uh, patented wind noise management, right? Uh, it was the Stealth model, the the twenty one hundred dollar model, right? Uh, because most people decided that they wanted the the best sound quality. I mean, we still sell quite a few uh, of the uh, classics, uh, and most people that when they talk about the classics, they end up going to the Elite Digital right. to get the the improvement, right? Uh, but I've had a in the we've had the the Apex out for about a year and a half now, right? And I've upgraded a bunch of existing customers have come to back those. and bought the Apex, right? And and they are just blown away by how well uh, it sounds. Uh, this this and especially the wind noise management, right? Uh, I've I've had reports back from existing customers. Uh, 40 mile an hour winds in the Dakota cornfields chasing yep. pheasant, no problem. Yep. Uh, 30 mile an hour winds in the Georgia trees chasing quail, no problem. Yep. Uh, I had a guy at Gunsight uh, for a training class. Oh yeah. And Gunsight requires everybody to wear electronics for training purposes. Right. So everybody can and hear it, and be protected. Yeah, one yes. day he says everybody was complaining about the wind. He said I never noticed it. Huh. Funny. See that's and that's a huge thing because I mean for us in the waterfowl side. You know, listen, the bluebird days aren't that good. So when it's blowing and howling and nasty, those are the days that are the best, uh, depending on where you are. Waterfowlers pray for terrible weather. So so that is a huge, you know, upside for us on that model, on the apex. There's yep. no doubt about it. Right. Yep. yep. I mean, we're, we, I mean, we are covering a, a ton of stuff, you know, that that. And I don't want to get too, and I don't think we have, we haven't gotten too technical. We've just gone very basic on, on folks understanding how to protect their hearing and what to do. And, and I said, if it, if it does take you two years to, you know, to put some money away to buy them, you know, make sure you do your research and buy the best pair for you. So, so you don't have to look at it and upgrade the following year because you're like, oh, I should, you know, just like you said, oh, I should have did this 20 years ago. And now, oh, I should have spent another $400 and bought this one. Like, you know, do your research, talk to people that have them, you know, they could call you and get, you know, every detail that they need, because I'm sure if they call the office and ask, say, hey, here's what I do, you know, say I hunt waterfowl and then I hunt deer and I shoot a lot of clays. Like you can direct them into the right plugs for, you know, the right situation. Right. I mean, I do. I, that's a daily phone call for me. Uh, hey, I, I, I want to talk about uh, which model do I need? Yep. My yep. first question is, what kind of hunting and shooting do you do? That's right. And, you know, I get the guy that says, oh, I go out to the range, you know, once or twice a month and just, you know, uh, plink away at some steel targets. Or right. shoot some paper. Right. Well, right. you know, you just need protection and, and basic communication. Right. The classic's going to be fine for that. That's right. Uh, but if you're, you know, a hunter that's out out in the field, you know, 60, 90 days a year, 
on every season that there is. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you want you want a tool that's going to work for you, which is the better sound quality, uh, so that you do use them and keep them in your ears. Right. So, so that, that's really the difference. That's right. There's no doubt. So I mean, you know, it, you just have to assess what you do, what you're going to end up doing. Talk to the guys at ESP. Talk to Jack. Talk to anybody in the office. Figure out what what you need, what fits you. And like I said, you know, this is a. I get it. It's a huge expense. Believe me, and and believe me when I when I tell you, I have, I have spent a lot of money chasing the right thing. <laughs> you know, in yep. this category, <laughs> and and I, listen, I'll be the I'll be the first one to say oh, I should have done this, or I should have spent more, or I should have got this. Like, I've gone through that. So I, I, I am that customer, you know, that – thank God I'm not the customer that said, hey, I should have did this 20 years ago, right? That's the only thing that I have going for me. But yep. what, what I did do is just, like, try, you know, go from product to product and try to test and figure out what's the best thing for me. So that's what I said. So I end up here, and now I'm like – I'm at the, you know, I'm going to make a joke here, but I'm at the apex of like my stuff. Like finally I get to the one that, that I feel is, you know, is it. So, you know, listen, it, it, let me save you the trouble. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? If I could do that as well, you know what I mean? Because I have had, I mean, I'm not going to go through the names, but I've had it, believe me in the, in the electronic shooting plug area. I have, I have had them. So if you got questions, you know, ask me. I'm not trying to. Se- I, I'm not selling you anything because I don't. I don't own ESP, but I can tell you what I've used, what I liked, what I didn't like, what worked, what doesn't work, and and now I am where I am. So, you know, I, I don't know. I tell people that all the time. Like, listen, if it's going to be a final approach product, of course I'm going to tell you to use a final approach product. Like that's where I work. That's my passion. That's what I you know, spend all my time on, but all our partners that we deal with, you know, why do I shoot federal ammunition or why do I use the Weatherby gun that I use? You know, why am I using these earplugs? Like I can honestly tell you why, you know what I mean? It's, it's truly simple. So, you know, if, if, if anybody has any uh, questions, I will take them, email me, hit our customer service up, hit our website, like do whatever, Instagram, whatever, just come find me on fa brand on instagram on on our youtube anywhere now if they want to get a hold of you jack in the office at esp what's the easiest way because if they have technical questions listen i'm not your guy <laughs> you're the guy well for, first stop would be the website okay which is espamerica.com espamerica.com okay uh they can always call me at uh 303 Six five nine eighty eight forty four is uh, the office number. Okay, uh, you can find us on uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, uh, I don't monitor those personally, but I have sure. people that monitor Absolutely. those uh, routes. Uh, and you can always email us at esp at usa dot net. There it is. So do yourself a favor. Start protecting your hearing now. So you're not the story. You're not calling Jack in 20 years and saying I should have did this 20 years ago. And and the thing that I will say about yours as well, which I, I don't know if this is only you guys, but I have not done enough research on it. 
But when I was getting my hearing test done, the office said, oh, well, we can, we can, you know, manu- we can change the way your plugs are depending on your hearing loss or where your hearing is, which blew yep. me away. So I don't know if you guys are the only ones that do that. I'm not in that space, so I don't know. But I just thought that is an incredible uh, selling point. If someone well, like is that twenty yeah, some, guy, some of the others do. Some right. of the others do that. Okay. Uh, the one thing that you know, being that we've been doing this for you know over twenty five years, right? Uh, and we've been doing it for shooters and hunters. We're not a new right. company getting into the space. That's right. Uh, we know how to tune them for your use. You know, for for the hunter and shooter. I think that is a is a killer selling point. And and you know, so for that person who said, "I have hearing loss. I should have done this twenty years ago." Like you are the perfect spot for that person because you can design those. So when he or she puts those plugs in, it just seems like everything is back to normal, you know? Yep. Well, Ugh. we get a lot of, a lot of hearing aid users that come to us to get their shooting plugs. Yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. So awesome. Jack, it's been a pleasure. Great information. I, I do appreciate everything. I hope everybody goes and really looks at this category a lot more. I think it's one of the underserved categories and, and items, you know, in our hunting toolbox and, and hopefully people take a a harder look at it. And, and listen, the thing about these plugs as well, they will last a very long time if you just take care of them. So that is the other thing. It's not going to just like, you know, it is put together. We we didn't touch on is uh, all of our plugs, uh, are uh, nano coated for uh, waterproof. That's right. They carry an IP67 uh, rating. Um, the one one side thing about any of the electronics that use hearing aid batteries, uh, hearing aid batteries are problematic in that when they die, they have a tendency to swell and corrode. Yes. So the only thing with to keep keeping these long term is take the batteries out when you're not using them. Yep. <laughs> I, I I have learned that lesson. <laughs> I have learned that lesson as well. I am like I am like the ultimate in what I have done wrong and what I should be doing correctly. So I'm learning. That's good though. Yep. That's a good that's a good mouthpiece. Like I said, I'm not coming out of left field and saying, Oh, listen, these are the first earplugs I've ever had and they're great. Like, no. I've had everything. So I can honestly tell you that that this is a very incredible item, a great product. Uh, and I'm happy to be using them, so I'm pumped. So I'm excited. And, I, and I'm about not gonna. And I, I'm not gonna dazzle you with a bunch of uh, off-the-wall marketing stuff that other players have coming up with late, lately. That is a bunch of you know nonsense. Well, listen, uh, just you, to make their stuff sound great. That's right. Uh, on paper, um, there's still some very basic technologies involved that really doesn't change. So be careful when you're shopping. Right. On, uh, don't get dazzled by the uh, uh, brilliance of uh, a marketer, marketer's words. Correct. Look at the facts. Look at the facts. Look at the product. Um, and, and like I said, talk to somebody who has some or has had those pairs or other pairs. Get some info because there's a difference. Believe me, it's just like anything else you buy. And, you know, the thing that I always say as well no matter what it is, you 100% get what you pay for. So if you think it's a great deal and it's super cheap, it probably is not put together the way you are thinking it's going to be put together. And that goes with 
a lot of stuff. Like it's not just our stuff and and ESP plugs. So believe me, it's there's a lot out there. So do your research. Call Jack if you need info. Even hit me up if you need info. I'll go through anything you want on it. And like I said, technical, you talk to Jack. If you want some, you know, honest opinions on on plugs and everything's out there, feel free to give me a shout and we'll get you taken care of and get you some info so you can make the decision. Awesome. So Jack, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for, you know, getting us the info. I think, like I said, this is a huge category that needs to be looked at hard, especially if you are a avid shooter, waterfowler, everybody else. Take a look at them and, you know, save your hearing. Protect it. Yes. Excellent. We're here. We're here to serve you. Thank you. All right, Jack, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate everything and all the info, and we'll send guys over and check out the website. And then anything else they need, they can hit us up, and we'll direct them to it. So enjoy the day, and I will, I'm sure, talk to you soon when I get some more stories. All right. Take care, Mario. Thanks, Jack. Bye-bye. Bye. Jack Homa, ESP, electronic shooters protection, earplugs and ear protection, just incredible stuff, so... Man, that's great info, and and listen, it is definitely something that just gets, you know, yeah, you know, pushed to the side. So so, do yourself a favor, protect your hearing, go take a look at it, and like I said, just do what you can if you can spend this or put your money away. It is definitely an investment that you will need as you go through life of a waterfowler or a shooter. All right, cool. I don't want to be on the soapbox, but I'm really trying to help you because I, I went through all this and I watched a couple of my buddies have hearing loss and, you know, you're trying to talk to them now and it's like, they keep saying, what? What? I didn't hear you. Like, so do what you can. Uh, FA podcast for today. Appreciate it. If you want to hit us up, check us out. FABrand.com on the website. You can hit us up on Instagram. Uh, you can hit us up on our Facebook page. Our YouTube channel, you can go back and check anything we have on there about our products and even our LastPass web series from this past year. So you can check all the products that we're using in the field as we're chasing birds. Uh, Once again, always love to Federal Ammunition, our incredible partners that we deal with, and whether it be shotguns and firearms and as well uh, Roger Sporting Goods where you get everything waterfowl related and a big shout out to my buddy tyler up in uh saskatchewan where we head up every year and do some episodes and he's a personal friend and he partners with us and does a bunch of stuff with us at saskatchewan goose company so appreciate you checking out the web uh the webisode or the podcast for today i'm mario i'm out